welcome to Words and Roses, a podcast about how we use stationery in our everyday lives. I'm Miranda from Have It Grows Writes. And I'm Chelsea from Those With Words. Welcome to episode 19. Yes, welcome everyone. We have a jam-packed episode, which I thought this one might be pretty straightforward, but we have a lot of notes. I'm very excited. <laughs> um, welcome back, Chelsea. How are you doing? Good, good. Um, life has been, you know, moving along steadily. We're almost at the end of June. It's totally fine. Uh, <laughs> time has been flying by this year. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been good. I'm excited to decorate the second half of my weekly journal, um, hopefully soon. Um, and I know, you know, that's sort of on the docket for us to talk about in a couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, it's been good. How are you? I'm doing well. I got some very good cat news today, so Yay. my life is suddenly a lot easier, thankfully. Um, speaking of cats, I do have Lumine still in this room. Next episode, she should not have to be locked in here, so that's that's going to be great. But she okay. did just wake up from a nap, so you might hear a little bit of jingling and cat noises. But as we said last time, that's just her saying hello. Mm-hmm. Just wanting to be involved in... Another episode of Words and Roses. Yeah, like many of my cats, she, I, I say like I have a lot. I mean, technically three is a lot, but <laughs> like Ari at least, um, she likes to get involved whenever I journal. So like sometimes I'll, I'll get my journaling equipment out and she'll just come over and try to like play with my pen as I'm writing. I'm like, no, please don't. <laughs> or she'll come like sit on a sentence that you just wrote or something. I know that's happened before and it's smudged a little bit. And you're like, no. Yes, I think I'm mostly just worried about her getting like ink or something that's still drying on her paws and then her licking her paws and then, you know, I mean, yeah, she'll be fine. But also it's like, just don't do it. Just don't. You've had enough medical issues. Please don't. (laughs) But yeah, I'm happy to be here. Happy to talk more stationary. Um, I'm going to do a very, very quick plug because I was very kindly invited on The Pet Addict. So my, yeah, I was like, wow, me? Thanks so much, Brad, for having me on. Um, I know we both know Brad. Brad also streams on Twitch on Pen, as Pen Addict on Twitch. Um, and of course, I'm sure you all already know the podcast. And if you don't, you should absolutely listen to it. It's probably like the biggest stationary podcast there is, which I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, wow. Um, but yeah, we kind of just talked a little bit more about video game journaling, about this podcast, about Twitch a little bit. So um, that episode should be out soon i think next week but yeah that's all super excited yeah Yeah. i think it was it was really fun and i feel like we could have gone on for a lot longer sometimes (laughs) like wow am i being boring (laughs) am i getting too in the weeds about my job or other things that happen but um one thing that i'm not afraid of of doing at least of getting in the weeds is getting in the weeds of handwriting because that's what we're talking about today and Mm -hmm. oh boy Oh boy, we have things to say. <laughs> um, but before we get into that, we gotta do our journal prompt. Uh, so we had a prompt from you, Chelsea. Uh, in episode 18, you asked us, what's your favorite journaling item recently? And I felt bad because I just haven't been journaling a lot until very suddenly, about like a week and a half ago when I actually got really back into it. Um, and with that amount of time, I was just like, what is what is my favorite recently? And I was just like, well, let me think about what I use a lot. And at first I was like, ah, my light purple mild liner has been in a lot of use. And I think Mm -hmm. maybe it would be other than that, just like my scissors and 
glue and tape yeah. runners. <laughs> basic things. <laughs> Just getting back to basics right now. I feel bad because it's not exciting, but it's true. Just That's basics. okay. And... Yeah, I appreciate your honesty, um, and I'm just glad to hear that, you know, I know it's been really busy for you the last couple of months, and that's primarily the reason that you haven't been able to journal, um, and so really happy to hear that you've been able to get back into it a little bit more regularly, and I do see you using your purple my liner a lot on stream recently. Have it um, right here. <laughs> yeah, and then you kind of doing the the thing you do very eloquent today <laughs> where you um, sort of blend the highlighter colors together and then you do like little shadows and little highlights with like the the white pen uh, white gel pen so that always looks really good so I was really excited to see you do like your signature headings again um, in your journals well, thanks um, for me I think I've been revisiting my watercolors recently which Ooh. to be fair I haven't done so in a long time and um, I've been enjoying using them again in my journals. So I recently um, had a short trip to San Diego to hang out with a few friends and I consistently used watercolors to draw. So like my entire travel journal from San Diego is like all illustrated. Oh my gosh, um, that's, yeah, that's gotta be I've, so pretty. And I've never tried that before and it was a completely new thing for me to do. But um, the fact that I was able to do it and enjoy it was a really big thing for me. So for me, I would just say watercolors. That was really big for me the last couple of weeks. Can you tell us a little bit more about your watercolor palette? Like, do you have like a small one, a big one? Uh, what kind of colors do you have? Is it just like a good rainbow swatch or is it like focused on any certain color patterns? Yeah, that's a good question. So the ones I took with me were both art toolkit palettes. Um, one of them was their collaboration with an artist named Jane Blundell, which was done a long time ago. And that's much more of like the that rainbow palette that you talked about, just like all kinds of colors can be made from, you know, the Daniel Smith watercolors that they filled it with. And then the other one that I brought is actually the green um, one that uh, they collaborated with Traveler's Company on. And I filled it last year during the Pacific Northwest trip. Um, and that one has just like colors I like, things that I think will be difficult to create, um, just like pastel colors, lots of olive greens, like a deeper yellow. I think I've also got like a really beautiful, like purple, rosy sort of violet color in there. Um, like a really beautiful gray as well. That's kind of like almost like shimmery. Yeah, and a couple other things that I just think are like really unique and I can't really see myself like making those colors myself. So I have that in there. So it was really nice to have both. Um, and they're both the pocket size um, mm. palettes. So they're basically business card size, really easy to carry. Um, so yeah, it was great. I love that. I think having those specialty colors in that palette makes that palette even more special because they're ones mm -hmm. that you chose or like I need this in my my set but I can't make it myself but they're all here together and I think when you have those they just look cool together I, I think mm -hmm. for folks if you haven't actually done watercolors before um you can honestly like look at uh April's palettes Penguins Creative she has so mm -hmm. many different palettes and she'll post them every now and then. And they're just so pretty to look at because they look like little candy trays basically sometimes. And seeing the ones that have, like I think with yours too, where they have something that's more specialized if there's colors that you like it and not necessarily a palette for painting all things. 
um, they, they just tend to look really cool and curated in, in a neat way. But yeah. yeah, it's always fun to see which ones that people choose to put in their palettes and like for what occasion. Um, it's kind of like peeking into somebody's like notebook setup and how they're using their planner or like their um, notebook for like a specific purpose. Like to me, it's like a different window to look into that when I look at people's watercolor palettes and like what their favorite or most go-to colors are and things like that. I'm still very much a newbie and an enthusiast, but um, it was a really fun experience to use them like every single day <laughs> um, because I just, again, I haven't done that in a long time. So it was a really great like um, way to recall, I guess, my experience with watercolor and just inspired me to keep using them more. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I, I think you noted this really well too, that watercolor isn't like what you choose in your palette can be a really personal thing and like kind of a, mm -hmm. like, almost like a sense of identity. Same with looking at someone's journal, right? Like everyone journals so differently. And even though some folks may share a style, whether it's like more poppy or more vintage or more cute. I'm, I'm just listing off the sticky club <laughs> like <laughs> sections, but there's more than that, of course. If it's like more writing focused, um, it is very personal. And that's one of the reasons I'm very excited to talk about handwriting, because that is something that I also believe is deeply personal. And there's just so much to talk about with handwriting. And I think a lot of people just don't think about it very much. And there's just so much to discuss. And I was like nerding out when you brought up this topic. So... Thank you, Chelsea, for choosing this. Yeah, I'm super excited to talk about this topic. Um, also, before we really get into it, wanted to do a quick shout out to this particular like Instagram user because um, this topic was, uh, or one of the questions that we talk about, which is improving your handwriting, was actually brought up by this user um, named, I'm just going to spell it out loud because I don't know how to read it out loud, but it's like S-K-Y-Y-J-E on Instagram and they actually reached out to us um, on Words and Roses and was like, oh, you know, like, do you think you guys can do a specific episode on like improving your handwriting? And, you know, I said, oh, like, we'll think about it and see what we can do. So this is a much broader episode that discusses handwriting as a whole, but like, you know, just wanted to shout out that person for um, kind of sparking this idea and, you know, letting us talk about our handwriting as a whole. Yeah, thank you so much. And I think on that point too, all of this will sort of help, I think, position yourself to be able to improve it more. I think through mm -hmm. understanding, you can learn more about the process and then eventually the tools and then eventually the actual practice of improvement. Um, so it, it will all build on each other. Um, but before we do dive in, I did want to do a little note at the top here about handwriting. So we specifically are focusing on print and cursive handwriting versus lettering and calligraphy, which are different sort of things. And I think most folks listening to this show will probably know that, but I've definitely had people like look at my fountain pen and be like, oh, do you do calligraphy? And I'm like, no, no, it's not mm -hmm. what this is for. <laughs> but yeah, that's but, like a whole separate thing. Yeah. yeah. Or like they'll look at like cursive and be like, is that calligraphy? I'm like, no, but it, it's mm -hmm. not, it's not a bad question. It's just kind of weird because it's, I think some folks see that and they're like, oh, that's like a formal form of writing. It's like, no, these are just tools. But to do those, like, those are art. Like, lettering and calligraphy are art. Like, that takes a lot of practice. It's a very different kind of thing. Um, I would even venture into saying it's like a form of drawing, right? Like, you're, you're 
shaping these letters to visually represent a style. And it's not necessarily just a casual handwriting style. And for calligraphy especially, like, you need tools for that. Like, you can just kind of use any pen, but I'm sure that would be really hard to try to right. pull off the style of it. Um, but yeah, so unless you want to draw your strokes really meticulously, you need like a, a nicer pen for calligraphy and like lettering you can use with a lot of different tools, but it is a specific form. So all in all, we're not talking about those. We're talking about print and cursive handwriting. So mm -hmm. just your everyday usual handwriting stuff. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into the big question first. Chelsea, do you like your handwriting? <laughs> <laughs> I saw this question and I thought it was such a good one. Um, but I will say, I yes, I generally like my own handwriting. Um, I mean, there are times when I notice it gets like messier than usual because I'm just like rushing or I, I tend to write really fast um, just in general. So like some letters will just kind of kind of get mushed together and such. Um, but yeah, I generally like it. I don't usually have a big problem with it or anything. Um, what about you? Do you like your own handwriting? For a while, I didn't, but generally also, yes, I like my handwriting. I think it's cute. Um, I also said this a little bit earlier too, but I feel that handwriting is very personal. And so if you don't like your handwriting, it makes me a little sad. Cause like that's, there's something really special about receiving something that's handwritten. It's, it's like identifiable for a reason, right? Like that's part of you. That's part of like your representation in a weird way. And mm -hmm. it can be changed. It's, takes a lot of work, but it can be. And I think if you don't like your handwriting, I'm like, ah, oh, I hope you find a place where you can like it because it's it's cool. Handwriting is really cool, man. Um, how would you describe your handwriting? And do you usually write in print or in cursive or, in, or both or mix it up? So for me, I write in print most of the time and then I'll write in cursive sometimes if I need like a heading or I want to emphasize something um, like in a sentence. So, you know, like when you type online and you like italicize something like yeah. that's where I would write it in cursive instead. Um, I also block letter often. So I'll do like just like a really quick uh, block lettering. I forget when I exactly learned how to do block lettering. It started with bubble lettering, <laughs> which might be a very nostalgia uh, inducing phrase for some of you who are listening. But um, I kind of transitioned into just block lettering and it's kind of like second nature to me at this point. I can do it really quickly and I don't need like a pencil or anything. I can just go straight with pen. Um, so I do that pretty often, especially like in my travel journals and stuff like that, just to make it like make certain titles stand out more. Um, in terms of describing my own handwriting, I don't know. I write pretty small, not super small, but like small enough that I think most people would say like, yeah, you write pretty small, especially if I can squeeze in two lines of writing on like one what is it called? Like one line in um, a traveler's notebook, vertical weekly. Um, I think that's pretty small. Um, but otherwise, I think it just looks like, I don't know, average run of the mill handwriting. I've never really thought it had like particular characteristics or anything like that. Um, I do think there are some random inconsistencies in my handwriting. So when I looked at this in preparation for the episode, I noticed that sometimes I loop like the G's and Y's, um, other times I don't, or like sometimes I'll print my S's properly, or other times I'll just kind of end it in like a cursive S, especially if the word ends in an S. I don't know why, um, but it's like one of those things where I have no idea why I do these things, but it would be great to have 
one of those um, handwriting experts, you know, the people who are like, oh, like you do this maybe because you feel this way, <laughs> like those kinds of people, um, <laughs> for them to tell me what this says about my personality, because I don't know why I, I do those like random loops and random cursive S's at the end. And I don't know what it is um, that causes that, but there are definitely like some random inconsistencies that I noticed. I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. I didn't really notice that I did that until I really like took a look at my handwriting. So those are just like some random things, but you I know, like things I've noticed. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would describe my style as small and rounded, but not like specifically like cute round. Cause some, some people have that really like neat, but bubbly handwriting, like not bubble mm-hmm. letters, but it's just very rounded, cute, like almost like a font. You yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I remember yeah, some yeah, girls yeah. in school used to write like that, and I was like, dang, that's cute. How do you just write like that? That, take, that looks like it takes so much time. That's just how they write. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I would have like kind of a variation of that, but it's not so poppy. I still have more curves, more, yeah, more, more sharp curves, I guess. Um, and then I usually do a mix between print and cursive. I like my print handwriting more than my cursive, but I also love writing cursive. There are just a few letters in cursive that I hate. Like, I hate my (laughs) E's so much because they almost always look like I's. And I have to really intentionally work on fully making the top part of the E so it looks like an E. And even sometimes just in print, I also do that. Like, where I just write too fast and I just skip through it. And it just looks like a sort of thick C. (laughs) And I'm like, no! (laughs) What, What is it with me and E's? Um... But I think I, I try to use, like, cursive specifically, like, in my diary or in other places is because if you look at the notebook, it looks really cool. I'm like, wow, look at all this cursive in here, you know? <laughs> it's like something formal and fancy. But um, I, I mix it up in other spots, though. Depends on the page. Like, if, if I'm writing something... Oh, when I was writing about Diablo 4, I wrote in cursive because it looked just more gothic with the page. Mm, I was like, this, mm-hmm. this fits. So sometimes I'll switch up like that. I think that's so fun that you take style into consideration, um, depending on like where you're writing or like what you're writing about, like you'll kind of switch things up. That's, uh, that's actually really fun. Yeah. Um, I think for me on a, I guess this is more on a practical note and maybe not as fun, but um, cursive strains my hand less when I'm like gripping a pen or like writing with a pencil. So um, I'm going through like a little wrist hand flare up right now so actually writing in cursive with like a really smooth fountain pen is really helpful for me right now um if i need to take notes or like i need to um just like write down something real quick then i've actually been writing in cursive more because it's just like more flowy and it's just easier and not as you know it doesn't end like in a certain way like as sharply as print writing does i don't know if that makes sense but it does make sense um, yeah, because I can just like keep writing for the most part in cursive and it I don't have to like grip my pen as much. So um, I've been actually utilizing that more recently. That's great. I'm glad that's helpful too. Mm-hmm. And it looks pretty. <laughs> Added bonus. Yeah, so I guess on that note too, um, where did you learn cursive? Like did you learn that in school? Did you learn any other forms in school as well? So for me, um, I have my fifth grade homeroom teacher to thank. Um, I actually moved to the United States from South Korea um, and attended fifth grade, like the tail end of fifth grade here um, in California. And 
she noticed that I really like to take notes, I think. And so um, she gave me a cursive writing book. It was like just like a little um, disc bound book and you could just practice your cursive lettering in it. And she told me like, you don't have to do it. Um, but, you know, I noticed that you really seem to like writing. And so, you know, if this is something you're interested in and you have a little extra time, maybe it's something fun for you to explore. And of course, I like I ate that up. Like I was like, I loved it. I practiced it. I thought it was fascinating that there was a whole different style of writing. Um, and I was like, what? Like, this is like not a thing in Korea. I mean, of course, there's... Um, calligraphy like more traditional calligraphy but that's like what you said earlier not really what we're talking about today right um and so yeah I was just really fascinated with it and I picked it up pretty quickly and I've just known it ever since um and yeah at this point it just comes to me naturally um so it's it's pretty fun but I just love the fact that I'm just like so grateful to her that she gave me that little book um to practice with because it really just let me learn something naturally out of my own interest. And now it's just like such a handy thing to be able to do. What an excellent teacher too. Like <laughs> identifying something that you were interested in and furthering your knowledge in that way. That's so sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I still remember her name. So um, thank you, Miss Boyd <laughs> <laughs> for helping me teach uh, or helping, you know, um, to me to learn cursive. That's wonderful. Apologies. Uh, yeah. means doing some zoomies. Um, yeah, so for me, I learned, of course, pr print first. and But we learned cursive in elementary school. And we also had to take tests specifically in cursive. Mm. Um, so I, I was surprised to hear that people aren't always learning cursive in school, which I suppose it makes sense with changes to digital for a lot of things. But I guess my school district was still in in a time when I was, I think it was like early, uh, oh God, I mean like <laughs> late 90s, early 2000s, you know, they're still, mm -hmm. still down to teach us writing and teaching us specifically cursive. So um, I'm glad that we had that. But of course, in the, it was very proper stroke forms and like you're graded on the strokes and you have to learn that way to make sure it looks right. Um, and, but as an adult, my cursive has definitely gotten very free form and like I've changed certain like letters and that's not how they properly look in cursive, but I don't care cause it's how I like them. So <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You just kind of write them how they come to you now, instead of thinking about, you know, this stroke has to go this way and all of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Or even how I, it's weird to say like designed them but like design them based off of like my print handwriting. It's like, I'd like this, but how do I make this work in cursive? Or does it matter if it does or doesn't work? Um, and like looking at their fonts, but a little bit more on that later. But that's kind mm -hmm. of what I learned in school. So I hope there are still kids out there learning cursive though, because it's so fun. It is fun. Yeah. But also I wonder if it's also because we like writing as well yeah <laughs> um, I mean, that's probably why we we liked uh learning cursive um i remember in was it middle school or high school i can't quite remember but we had to peer grade each other's papers or something like that and there was this one um classmate who wrote theirs in cursive and so i kind of by uh, default got that paper because the teacher had to ask the classroom like hey like who can read cursive here because this person wrote in cursive and I was like me <laughs> wow. um, 
Yeah. So that was really interesting. And I was actually able to read it. So I was like, oh, cool. Like, that's pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, kind of a random story. But going back to the whole, you know, how do they learn cursive these days? And I don't really know. Um, because even back then for me, and this is quite a while ago, um, you know, not a lot of people raise their hand to say like, yes, I'm familiar with cursive. That's the thing about the United States school system too. It's pretty inconsistent with like the curriculum. So I know some folks who live along the East Coast have said that they grew up and they had fountain pens in school. Like they had mm. like a class or something where they were supposed to use them or whatever it may be. And then I hadn't touched or I didn't touch one until I was an adult, like a few yeah. years ago. So it's just kind of interesting to see those disparities so much and just like little things, right? Um, maybe I'll do some research on that too because I'm curious. Curious mm -hmm. who still learns cursive. Hopefully they do. Because that's a point, a good point. Like you have to know how to read it as well. You can't just pick it up and be like, yeah, I got this. You can probably figure it out. But if someone's yeah. cursive is a little messy, might take a minute to... Figure mm -hmm. that out. Huh. Interesting. Um, let's get into our next question or discussion. More discussion. Um, tell me about your favorite writing tools as it pertains to your handwriting. So I think this is something important to keep in mind as well is that our handwriting looks better and worse based on our tools. And I think we choose them intentionally whether or not we're thinking about it. And I think eventually you'll start gravitating towards something um, I think we're a little bit more mindful of it and can articulate it just because we think and talk about stationery so much. Like for instance, yeah. I know I'm partial to small notebooks because I have really small handwriting. And if I have a large notebook, that's a five size, it takes me forever to fill out a page and that's obnoxious and I don't like it. So I have small books, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah so mm -hmm. oh, go ahead, Chelsea. And in terms of favorite writing tools. So these are like the true everyday go-to writing tools for me. So I know you were surprised, Miranda, when you were reading over my notes. You're like, oh, 0 0.38. That's so thin. Um, but the Uniball Signal in 0 0.38 millimeters is my general go-to. Or um, actually in my planner, I love using the Zebra Sarasa Markon in the 0 0.4 millimeter. Um, so those are like the gel pen go-tos. And the reason I love the Sarasa Markon specifically is just that it dries really fast and I don't have to worry about it. I can just write in it, you know, uh, real quick, close a notebook, don't have to worry about it. Or if I want to highlight it like pretty immediately for whatever reason, it's usually fine. Um, so I really like that for like planning purposes. But in my other journals and such, I tend to use the Uniball um, in 0 0.38 quite a bit. Um, in terms of fountain pens, I like my Twisby Eco and the Extra Fine. I'm also toying with the idea of like purchasing a fine nib um, in the Eco just to write with that a little bit because when it comes to sailors, which I know um, they have finer nibs, I really like the medium in the sailor. Um, I just think I just tend to prefer really smooth like writing experiences, which to be fair, I've read that whether or not a nib writes smoothly or not um, can be dependent on size, but it's also dependent on how it's like finished. So like certain pens, you can buy a medium and say, oh, like I thought this was supposed to write quote unquote smoothly, but you still have to maybe take it to like a um, nibmeister and get it, um, you know, 
to write like a little bit more wet with your ink and stuff like that. So just as a quick disclaimer here, I know it's not always like, oh, you get this size of a pen and it will write smoothly or anything like that. But I tend to like the, I guess, like the finer side in, in everyday writing. So in terms of like millimeters, I guess maybe like 0.5 or 6 or smaller probably is usually my go-to. Yeah, I was surprised mostly because I think your handwriting's really neat, but I just, when you get that small, it's just so much easier to show the flaws in your handwriting. And that's, again, mm. something we'll talk about here soon. Yeah. But oh, I, you mean like all the little squiggles and mm -hmm. stuff? And, oh, I see. All the shakiness. Yep. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. Um, so even though I also write pretty small, I tend to gravitate toward the 0.5 millimeters. Um, I think they're also just the easiest to find. So I think that's why I've gotten so used to writing with them. But I also prefer my daily writers to be fountain pens. And those I do also prefer to be on the finer side. Um, ideally for me with Sailor nibs, I prefer their medium fine. It's it's kind of perfect for me, honestly. Um, but when it comes to other brands, it really just depends on how big they make their nibs. So a lot of brands like I'll get the fine just because that just tends to be a little bit smaller and the medium tends to be so thick that it's like my letters just look jumbled. Um, mm -hmm. But then there are some brands, like as you said, that consistency with the nibs can be really hit or miss. Like I found that with like my Coveco Sports tend to be really scratchy if you get a fine. Like it's weird because there's some debate, mostly debate, but conversations around saying something that's finer is scratchy because it is, of course, going to have more feedback when you have a smaller nib and you can try to get that tuned. But it's always going to have something a little bit more to it just because... It's a tiny point of writing when you're putting pressure, right? Right. Um, so it's going to have more feedback. But the Caveco Sport nibs, sometimes if you do a fine, it doesn't work very well. So doing the medium is a better chance of it working better, I found. Like, it just writes better. Um, not guaranteed, but that's just what I've seen in my <laughs> in my testing of several purchases at this point. Um but yeah, so I, again, just also writing small. And honestly, we've, I, think, I don't know if we've actually talked about this, but fountain pens for me tend to be the go-to just because it's less pressure on the wrist. I feel fancy when I write with them. <laughs> and I spent a lot of money on them, so I want to use them. <laughs> but they're also just really nice to write with. Like they're just a premium experience. And so I tend to gravitate towards those, excluding times like right now when we're on the podcast and I just need to keep my pen uncapped and I don't want it to dry out where like fountain pens you don't really want to keep it uncapped for like an hour plus maybe sometimes writing with it but I can leave this Muji gel pen open and it's fine so mm -hmm. yeah I think I usually actually write with gel pens more on a daily basis in my planners and like for quick note taking and stuff like that mm -hmm. but I do currently have like an everyday health journal that I like to write in and I have about maybe four or five inked fountain pens right now. And I just like go through them. I just like, you know, like rotate them. Yeah. And it's just a nice way for me to, I'm not doing anything fancy in that journal, by the way. It's just like meal tracking and exercise tracking, how I felt, you know, physically, mentally, all of those things. And it's just the Hobonichi A6. So it's pretty small. I don't even write it in a lot these days because of my uh, wrist flare up. But it's just nice to be able to like see different ink colors and write with my different pens. And like you said, you know, I feel fancy writing in them, even though all I'm doing is 
I had this croissant for breakfast, basically. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's also feels... fancy croissant for breakfast day. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it just feels nice to be able to like actually use my, you know, pens that I paid uh, quite a bit for and they write beautifully and I just really enjoy holding them. And that whole writing experience, like you said, is very premium. So yeah, um, so I, I guess I do use both on a regular basis, but um, for planning and quick, like on the go notes, I tend to gravitate towards gel pens. Makes sense. I have quite a few around too, just in case as well, because mm-hmm. fountain pens are great for a lot of things, but quick notes aren't always, they're, they're not always the answer. Um, but yeah, with that, let's get into improving your handwriting. And thank you again, um, Sky J-E, so S-K-Y-Y-J-E on Instagram for suggesting this. Um, but kind of on that point, like the reason I want us to go through these steps of like what we personally like for writing is because all of that does contribute again to us and our writing practice and how we improve that. So specifically with writing tools, as I was just kind of saying about like the thickness of the pen, um, if you have a bigger writing style, like you don't want to use that 0.38 millimeter uniball signo because unless you have very neat handwriting, just because that's going to be a really hard time making that look neat because the the lines are so thin. And that probably makes sense to most people. But, you know, there are other sizes and maybe looking into those can actually be really helpful as well of looking into different um, widths and trying different utensils to try to, or I guess like different writing utensils to try to figure out like what works best for you and the style that you want. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so what are some of the first steps that you take when you you think about improving handwriting, Chelsea? For me, um, and this might be a very obvious answer, but usually when I write slower, it looks better. <laughs> um, at least it's true for me. Uh, I think you actually uh, wrote down here that you feel similarly as well. Um, I mean, I tend to write pretty fast regardless. So I'm just always like, okay, let's write this down real quick. Um, And I don't really mind my penmanship too much, but I do try to pay attention and actually slow down deliberately when I'm writing cards or like letters to other people where I really want to make sure that it does look nice. Then I just like, you know, just take my time. You know, nobody's like rushing me. There's no time limit on this. It's not a test. Um, And so just sitting down and like putting on some relaxing music and just like, you know, writing really slowly, um, definitely helps that for me. So that's actually one of my first tips um, that I have. On that note, if you guys are listening and you have a pen nearby or something, a a fun thing to do is to write any few words just at your regular speed and then just slow it down. Like just very intentionally write out each letter of those words that you just wrote. And you can see the difference in like what your regular handwriting is versus like that more slow intentional one. I think it's fun anyway, but I, I would encourage, I did that while we were talking earlier, Chelsea, and I was like, dang, that's pretty cool. Like it, it does mm-hmm. really change so much. Um, so kind of adding into that, one of, that's like an easy way to improve as far as just seeing the potential for the handwriting you have now. Um, but that is like a first step, like just slow it down and see what that looks like. Um, so what I would say to add on to that is write out your alphabet slowly. Write it in capital letters and the lowercase. And just look at the letters and see what do you like? What do you not like? And then circle them. And then 
go through and write out the alphabet again, but do it quickly, like do it at your normal writing speed and then circle the ones that you don't like. And then that way you can see the difference between like what you like when it's slow versus when it's fast and see mm-hmm. which of those sort of correlate. And this is for like, if you're just starting to like figure out your handwriting and, and really try to improve it. Um, and those letters I would say are the ones you really need to focus on because those are the ones you don't like when it's slow and you don't like when it's fast. Um, and so this is actually like the method that I use for improving my handwriting most. There's like some bigger picture things here, but this is like the fast. You can do this literally anytime. You don't need to buy anything. You don't need anything else. Right. Um, way to do it is then you take those letters and you fill up a whole few pages with just those letters. Write them in different styles. Like you can look online to see if there's other like uh, fonts or anything like any font website. You can just look at just different ways or like other people's handwriting um, or just play around with like the letter itself on your own and find that style that you like. Um, go through that page once you've written a full like half page or something. Circle the ones instead of the ones that you don't like. Circle the ones that you do like and then try to emulate that and just keep going. And then just keep going and then keep going until you've like worked it into your brain that that is how you write that letter. And then after that, start writing it with words. So just using that words, especially if it's, um, this is a maybe bad example, but like a T. So you don't, you don't like how your T's look. Start writing any word that has two T's in a row or multiple T's. So that way you keep seeing how it looks when you're not just writing that, but writing it with other words and and like combining or letters excuse me and combining them um Mm -hmm. and writing them quickly writing it slowly and just kind of just getting a feel for that right it's like retraining your hand to think about it differently and then come back to that every now and then and you can see how it stuck or didn't and this is something that does just take a lot of time but it's also really fun and you can do it while you're listening to a podcast or while you're watching just whatever show if you kind of get bored with it but you want to watch it anyway just pull out like a writing pad and just start working on your handwriting and that is like the one thing that's like my big thing I guess on improving specific letters in your handwriting I think that is such a practical tip thank you for you know walking us through your thought process and I think muscle memory is really key here right like just training your brain and your hand to write letters a certain way um, in a way that you hopefully eventually like better um, and just like making that natural to yourself. I think it's like really key here. And obviously, like you said, it takes a lot of practice and time. Um, but yeah, I think um, that's like definitely a big step. Um, you know, is there certain letters that you don't like? Or is it certain like phrases that you don't like? I think, you know, starting from there and going from there is really helpful. Also, um, fun word with double T in it, attention. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just looking at our notes and I was like, hey, I found one. So <laughs> just wanted to share that really quickly. Um, but yeah, I think that's a, a really, really good tip. Um, just starting out really simple. And like you said, you don't have to buy anything. You can just kind of start writing anytime um, with like any paper, any pen, right? This doesn't actually require you to have like fancy, nice paper and a fancy fountain pen for you to like actually test this out. You could just do it with a pencil and like a random paper pad. Yeah, I would say um, it is important to try to keep the I guess it is important to try to keep that pen or whatever utensil you're using in mind just because you want to use something that you're comfortable writing with 
So mm-hmm. if, like, for example, if you're using a really fine pen but you have big handwriting, you're not going to be pleased with the results. Like, no matter how much you practice, because you have a naturally larger style and a thin pen, is, pen isn't going to be great for that. Same thing with if you have small handwriting, you don't want it to be too large of a pen or else it's going to be hard to see that detail because you're going to be... It's like the pen is overcompensating for how you write and it's not allowing you to, like, fully see what you do or don't like. Um, and I realized too, that's like, this is, this is like very granular improving your handwriting and not like a overall, like, how do I fix all of it? Because ultimately I think if you want to be really satisfied with how you write, it does come down to finding the letters you dislike most and working on them. And if you say have a handful, so there are some combinations of letters and words that just look weirder or are a weird combination for your hand. So for instance, for me, theater is weird because you go from Mm. an e to an a and the e i just always mess those up a is fine but then the end you go t-e-r so the e always again looks weird for me and then the r gets rushed too just because of my natural like weird habits with my e's where they just look always rushed and the next thing looks rushed so anything follows after an e i gotta like oh are these fine and i know for a fact i need to practice my r's so anything er which is a lot of words those are great things for me to practice um, when I have time for it. And I think there are also things folks refer to, like the pangrams, which are words, or excuse me, phrases that use every letter in the alphabet. And there's a few, but the, the big one is the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. That's a popular one for practicing because you get every single letter in. And I think that's good if you don't want to just sit there and write out your alphabet. But ultimately, I do think the alphabet method is a little bit more practical because you are specifically focusing on letters and getting that practical get every single one rather than just trying to write a phrase really quick. Um, But it is a decent way if you just want to try phrases and not just look at the alphabet. But yeah, I think those are some of my like biggest tips for improvement. Mm Mm-hmm. We have a few, though, too. Do you have anything more else? I have a few more. Sorry, I'm, like, just going at it, but... (laughs) No, please don't apologize. This is super helpful, Um, and I just appreciate you, like, sharing these detailed tips because when I was actually taking some of these notes, I was like, I don't really know that I've done anything, like, super specific to improve it, Mm. Um, but as you were talking about a couple of things, like words and certain phrases or, you know, combinations of letters that are, like, a little bit more difficult for you... Um, The one that sticks out to me is if the word has like multiple S's in it, which is a pretty common thing. Um, For some reason, I always tend to like end it weird, especially if it ends on the letter S. I kind of mentioned this before where I like write it in cursive sometimes. I write it in print sometimes. And then I think I maybe this is just like me remembering now. Maybe I started ending it in cursive S because I don't like how my print S's look when it's like at the end of a word. Mm. (laughs) Um. It looks really like uneven, like the top of the S looks very small and very angled in a way. And I've noticed this about my own handwriting and I was like, I don't really like that. And so maybe I just like subconsciously started incorporating the cursive S into my handwriting because I I like it better. (laughs) I like how it looks better. And so it's all print except like some random cursive letter S anyway. um, But yeah, no, I think these are are really great tips um, and just like kind of makes me think about, you know, what it is about my handwriting that I like or I don't like. And maybe I have 
made some adjustments to it without really thinking about it too much. So this is really interesting. I think one thing you, of course, have going for you as well, and I'm sure many of our listeners do too, is that we write by hand a lot. And that is such Mm -hmm. another big part of it. If you have big gaps of not writing by hand, you're going to notice that your handwriting just isn't the same. Like I say that having come off a very long, not intentional writing session time, and I'm like, dang, we're here again. (laughs) Where there's like this kind of default messy state that my handwriting gets into if I just haven't written for a long time. And that's totally normal. And ultimately, just like anything, you've got to practice and you've got to take some time for it. Um, and then once you feel like you're in a good place, you probably are. Like, that's one nice thing, though. It's not like learning an instrument or something, right? You're not like practicing several hours every single day. But if you do have, you know, what you maybe could, could consider illegible or bad handwriting, um, it might take a little bit more work. And I think for those folks, I think it's mostly just about slowing down and just really like looking at the letters a little bit more intentionally and sort of rewriting your brain of those habits of just writing quickly and and how that looks quickly. Um, Mm -hmm. But for folks who want a will or not even a little, a lot more instruction, there are handwriting books available as well. So this is if you want to pay for something. Um, I originally purchased The Lost Art of Handwriting by Brendan Jordan. And the paper in it is not great, but (laughs) I mean, it's fine. But I ended up getting a, um, like, a tracing paper to put in over it. So I didn't actually have to write in the book, which also tracing paper is not the best to write with either. But it was so I could preserve, like, the lessons in the book and I could, like, share it with friends or whatever. And I didn't have to mark it up. Uh, That one has, like, a nice guide on, like, importance on penmanship. Some similar suggestions I've made, of course, as well. They also go through um, cursive and other styles, so I'd highly recommend that as, like, a good go-to for just general writing. Um, That's probably my favorite that I've checked out. I've seen some others, but some of them tend to be more on, focused on lettering specifically, Mm -hmm. rather than just, like, Mm -hmm. but I want to write nice. So, <laughs> so that one's like, I want to write nice. Um, something, I guess, also in improving your handwriting, consider where you write most. Are you actually sitting down at a desk every time you're writing or are you writing in your lap? Do you have a tray you write on more often? Um, one thing that I've been working on improving at least a little bit is writing in my lap just because on, I don't get to do this as much anymore, but whenever I go to do an interview or something for work, a lot of times, like, I don't have a table to sit at to write my notes. So I have to just, like, write them quickly. And if I can't read them, it, it makes transcription and other things harder for me later. So if I can practice writing a little bit better in my note, like, in my lap or sitting in weird postures and I'm okay with it and can read it, then that's better for me. So you can kind of get fun with it like that, too, if you enjoy handwriting. I don't know. I obviously mm-hmm. just really like this. So <laughs> <laughs> um, thank no, you. No, this coming. is a... Yeah, this is a really fun topic for us. Yeah, I'm just like, wow, handwriting, guys, it's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) It it is just so cool. Um, But as far as improving handwriting goes, do you have anything else, Chelsea? Um, I did write a little fun story here. So this veers off a little bit, but also kind of has to do with um, what you mentioned earlier, which is if you haven't written for a long time, your handwriting can change or in my case, um, deteriorate, especially with my Korean handwriting. So um, I worked on this a little bit last year. I did have a Korean journal to not just 
you know, practice phrasing and, and things like that, but also just like my handwriting because it was just so, so messy because I don't really write in it anymore. Um, but it was my first language, so I still speak it and everything, but the writing part is just, just my handwriting was just like atrocious. So, um, but it's really funny because uh, my parents saw my handwriting um, and they're like, what happened? You Didn't you win like an award when you were in first grade? So like in first grade, again, uh, disclaimer, don't know if this still happens because this was a long time ago. But uh, when I was in first grade and I was in school, elementary school in South Korea, they had like a little handwriting contest. I, I guess that's the best way you could put it. So they have you write like a certain page in a book and you have paper. And in Korean as well, it wasn't just about the handwriting quality, but it was also like... Um, or I guess this one was, uh, but there's also certain like spacing in writing as well in Korean. So that's also really important. Um, and so afterwards you like turned it in and I have no idea like what standards they use to pick like, this is the best handwriting of this class. But um, I did get like the best award for my class. It was like really random for me. Um, I remember being really diligent about it during the contest and being like, okay, like write slow and like, you know, really pay attention to like how the strokes look and make this stroke like really straight and then, you know, things like that. Um, but it was a really like fun thing to, to do for me. So I actually really enjoyed it, even though it was like a, supposed to be like a contest, I guess. <laughs> and so it was a funny point of thinking about it again uh, when it comes to handwriting and like how they can change over time because I my handwriting does not look like that anymore in Korean um, but uh, when I was little apparently it was a lot nicer <laughs> that's so cute though it's just like a random story that I have um, handwriting just a story. fun story yeah it's just a fun story I wanted to share and then I brought that little award home like on paper it looked so fancy and everything and then I was like here you go I guess I won like this thing and my parents were like oh wow it is <laughs> so cool to like look back at old writing even from a few years ago to see what things have changed in my handwriting um because looking at like my a journal that I had from high school and then one that I had from childhood of course the childhood one looks massively different that makes sense <laughs> but like even one from a few years ago it's it's just so different cool handwriting history <laughs> yeah i mean it really is like a reflection of your life story but in handwriting and like you said because we're the types of people who have written like a little bit more consistently in our lives by hand uh, maybe compared to some other folks just because we like writing um and then for me anyway got into stationery like really really deep dive into stationery a little bit later in life um but yeah it's it's been fun um i remember even like maybe 10 years ago um before i really really got into creative journaling there were like long periods of time where i wouldn't really write anything by hand and i would have to write something because i don't know like i was writing a check or something and i'm like whoa this feels like really weird like and my letters would be all wonky and and they would feel off and i will say that um you know because i've been journaling regularly that doesn't happen so much anymore and i really appreciate that um you know like that's something i don't think about when i think about journaling as a hobby like oh it allows you to write regularly and like keep a good pace with your handwriting but you know that's also a thing that journaling helps with so 
Yay journaling. <laughs> Yay journaling. I will say too, it's always funny to me when I hear people in like pop culture or something or in video games when they mention diaries or journaling. It's like, oh yeah, this is my journal. And I'm like, man, I want to invite you to our journal group. Like, <laughs> even if it's like a fictional character or something like, dang, that would be kind of cool. Come hang out with us. Yeah. Show us show us your stationery. <laughs> what does your handwriting look like? Show us. <laughs> um, for our final like main question, I just wanted to ask, is there any style of handwriting you admire? I will say that I love like really elegant, evenly spaced out cursive handwriting. I don't know what it is. It's just like so satisfying um, to look at. Um, there are tons of super just like talented folks with amazing cursive handwriting and they use like all kinds of fountain pens and beautiful inks to do this. And I'm like, wow, that looks incredible. Like, I don't know that I would ever be at that uh, point, but it looks really, really nice. Um, so I really enjoy that. But on the other hand, I also really like seeing like the more quote unquote messy handwriting style. So either people whose handwriting has like a super unique style and almost looks like a font or um, they just let it flow. And it's like a really loose style of handwriting. Um, I think it's just because uh, I feel like my own handwriting is just kind of like a normal in between of both of these styles. So like super elegant on one hand and then like sort of more flowy and, and uh, more natural and almost like a stylistic messy handwriting on the other side. Um, so I think that's maybe why like my handwriting is neither of those things. So I wonder if that's why I enjoy seeing like both ends of the spectrum. Um, but I will say those two particular styles I really, really like and I tend to gravitate towards like when I see like social media posts or like people, you know, showing their notebooks or something, then like my eyes always like look at their handwriting and, um, yeah, those two are the ones that really stand out to me. Um, what about you? I absolutely agree on that, like, very fancy, elegant cursive, especially if it's mm. italicized a little bit. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's the <laughs> stuff right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I also love tiny print handwriting. Just, like, you could give that person a piece of paper and they just write like a machine, like straight across, straight lines. Mm -hmm. It's just aspirational. They're my favorite things. <laughs> um, I, I used to be able to write at least mostly straight on blank paper. I'm a little out of practice, but that would definitely be like one of my favorites. Um, I also like it when people have more complicated letters. Um, one thing I say is like the A with the curve on top. So you, you know what I'm talking about, you know? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah. not just like the circle A. It's like yep. the A with the, yeah, the little little roof, I guess you could say. Yeah, I think that's a <laughs> good description. A. So you kind of <laughs> double-decker A. So you make like a little Sorry, top lowercase. of it first, yeah. and then you draw the circle. Yes, yeah, I think so I it's know like what you're that, talking about. Yeah, I'm like, dang, that's so fancy. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I just like it when people write like that. I don't want to write like that because I, I don't think it matches my style, but I appreciate it and I admire it. That's, that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that one's going to stick with me for a while. Um, double decker eight. Yeah, that's look good. for it. I, you know, honestly, I just want to go to Instagram after this and just look at everyone's handwriting. Am I right? Who's doing this? Who out here is overperforming? <laughs> it's just so cool. Um, yeah, I think that's that's really it. Yeah, well, I think those are... About handwriting. Yeah. 
Yeah, we talked about uh, quite a lot of things, but you know, hopefully you enjoyed our chat about our own handwriting, um, you know, things and tips that we have to hopefully, you know, improve your handwriting, styles that we like, you know, we talked about a lot of different things. Um, but yeah, hope you had fun listening to us nerd out about all things handwriting, because apparently we really like this. Yes, I, I'm going to go get more handwriting after this. Like, I'm not even kidding. It's going to happen. <laughs> um, but before we go, of course, we got to give you guys a journaling prompt. So I would like you all to write the lyrics, or at least a line of lyrics, uh, to your current favorite song, or the one that's been getting stuck in your head recently. Like, it doesn't even have to be your favorite. It's just one that's just, like, sticking with you. Um, and I think that's, that's it. It's just for fun. You don't have to come up with anything. Just write out those lyrics because they're cool. And practice your handwriting while doing it. Yeah, I was just <laughs> going to say, yeah. And maybe uh, also see what letters you like and what letters you don't like. Or, you know, just go for it. Maybe if you haven't written in cursive in a while, maybe break that out. I don't know. Uh, try to have fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. That's another thing I have to do after this. I'm going to research if they're still teaching cursive. <laughs> like what areas okay. are or not. But I think that mm -hmm. might be hard to find because, like, as we noted, you you were not officially taught that in fifth grade. Like, someone gave right. you a book for that. And yeah. folks in, in your class could not read it. But in my school, we were, we were taught it. So mm -hmm. it's, if it's that inconsistent, maybe I won't find an answer. But hopefully I can. Yeah, inquiring minds must know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, you know what? The internet is chock full of information. If they can't tell me if the kids are not, are still writing cursive or not, then what good is it? Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, thank you all so much for listening. You can find me on uh, Instagram at HavocGrowsWrites and HavocGrows. And then I'm also streaming on Twitch every Sunday at a new time. I'm streaming now at 7.30 p.m. PT on Sundays. Um, that's when I'm doing my stationary stream, other streams, TBD. But I'm definitely going to do some handwriting practice this week. I guess if you're listening to this on our release day on Saturday, tomorrow. So mm -hmm. I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm hyped, guys. I'm hyped. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do so much weird writing. It's going to be great. Um, but yeah, Tulsi, how about you? Where can everyone find you? You can find me at Those With Words on Instagram and YouTube. Lovely. And with that, um, don't forget to check out our show Instagram at Words and Roses um, that Chelsea so kindly runs. And of course, if you have any comments or of course want to answer the journaling prompt, you can post that with the hashtag Words Roses Prompt. And with that, we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye.